sometime at at one thirty. And there'll be the Zoom. Yes, the Zoom will be happening. Yeah. And so we're all welcome. Drop in on Zoom. Yes, and uh, if I miss you at the past events, I hope I see you there. I know. You got it. Present event. Present event. Yeah. Okay, are we ready for a reading this morning, Paul? I am. I am. Okay, let's let uh, you know I I I love step 10. Uh to me it seems like it takes us through all of our action steps 4 through 9. Um, and so I chose the, uh, our reading from page 84 and 85. Um, this thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we've harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. And we have ceased fighting anyone, anything or anyone, even alcohol. For by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will not see, we will see that our new attitude towards liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react as long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of the action and rest on our laurels. We're headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. 
how can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower as along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. How's that? That's a mouthful. So just it as, is. This is Kano is taking a, a bite of something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just want to make two statements. First of all, Paul Alcoholic. Uh, it's happy to be here. The second sentence on page 85, we will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us. Well, when the parasite's looking at it, it's we will not see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. Yes, we will not see that. And then this other thing, uh, what we have is a daily reprieve. I would say the daily reprieve has us. Yeah, I like that attitude. The daily reprieve has us as long as the maintenance of our spirit's condition or as long as the spiritual main condition is maintaining us, I would put. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a real feeling. The way I feel about it is alcoholism had me. I never had alcoholism. And uh, if I did, I would have had some power over it. Yeah. But alcoholism had me and therefore I was powerless. Uh, so these are little tricky things, but they mean a whole lot to me because they're a different flow or a different feeling. Uh, how things move, how I see move. I don't see the film being played backwards. I see the film moving forward. I see uh, recovery from alcoholism progresses and stuff. So, yeah, this is step 10. And again, it's a... Uh, the same way we use the format of looking at uh, the manifestations of self in our life in step four, we can apply that to our life and the manifestations of self. So you want to see some of the benefits and the effects of the program. You want to those positive assessments need to be noted. And also, it just goes right into six, seven. He says, you know, ask God to remove all this, which is you see selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear where we used to look from it. Now, we're not even watching for it. We see it. And in the seeing of it, we bring it to step six. We, we are entirely ready to have it reconfigured or removed. I don't like the word removed concerning energy. I don't think you can remove energy. It can be reconfigured. It can appear a different way. So it can be maybe redirected. But, uh, so step six and then step seven, we humbly ask that power to do it. He just says that right there. Continue to watch selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. And when these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. That's six and seven. So a lot of the activity after you do step four and five is really captured by step six and seven because now the stuff that you you saw in a new light and you actually recognize, you now see it before it shows up, you see it cooking and then you offer it to that power, that step six and seven, which I think are the most active steps as you continue on sobriety, because more will be revealed really to me or to us about alcoholism. Yeah, that's a lot of what happens. So I see, 
a lot of shit that I used to be at the effect of. And so it's sort of like, instead of wanting to get out of a house that you to totally believe you're in, you see the blueprint that's imagining that house and you, you exit the plan, so to speak, by bringing it to step six and seven. So yeah, step 10, I did it quite uh, religiously for a few years when I was in, when I was early on because I followed the suggestions, yeah? But those suggestions, I don't do that much anymore, which I think is part of the results of doing it a lot when I was earlier in recovery, tell you the truth. I feel if you do it a lot, it's gonna lead you not to have it, to do it so much, because then basically it's not a formal step 10, it's more a six and seven, yeah, yeah. And shit isn't getting to such a point where I would have a huge fear to not make that amends. It's usually I step on someone's toes without being aware of it. They make me aware of it. I, it feels right to me what they're saying. At that moment, I uh, declare that I'm not going to do that to them again. And then I, I'm open to, and I'm willing for that to occur. And I ask that power to help me to occur. So, yeah. A lot of it is all, it's like a beautiful little working machine. Once you get to know it, uh, it runs pretty fluid. Yeah, it doesn't sort of, it's not, you don't see anything as a separate individual part. You see it more as a flow steps, you know, the 12 steps. And so at one point in sobriety, you may be in mostly in step one, two, and three, and then later on in sobriety, you may be in a lot of six, seven, and 12, let's say, and maybe 11. Uh, you may, by then you found ways to, um, that improve your conscious contact, that just make it easier to be aware of it, which can be through prayer and meditation, but it can be through a walk in the park or feeding hummingbirds or whatever. You know, there's, uh, it's not like uh, there's only one or two roads to Rome. You can approach Rome in a lot of ways. And I truly believe you're in Rome already. So, so yeah. So, yes. So, yeah, this is an important, uh, obviously, they all are. And remember, this was being put out where no one has had heard about AA or had been introduced to these steps and uh it was all quite new at the time. So this was really the manual that someone having no idea or maybe having a lot of ideas, but being under a very strong effect of alcohol, active alcoholism, were finally introduced to some ideas that actually work. And now they've been working for many of us for 80s, how many, how many years? So uh, a lot of us have quote-unquote done step 10 for years yes not we're just starting now we've done it we've we're at we're at another point than reading this book and being interested in what they're saying we're interested in what they're saying because we've lived the book and most of us have experienced all the effects of the solution that they describe yeah intimately the book is a very intimate book for someone who is recovered from alcoholism because you know all the descriptions of the disease or the problem and you have all the experiences of the solution i mean no other book in my life has 
captured quote unquote me so well and also its descriptions because you can read like a great spiritual master and that person ascended into the seven heavens and saw everything and that hasn't happened to you, you know what I mean? Or they transcended good and evil and they're f floating on a, a cloud above Nirvanaville or something. No, most of us, but most of us who've practiced this program have experienced all the, ex the expressions, all the descriptions of the effects of the solution we have. It's a pretty, you know what I mean? It's a... Uh, it's really I've I have an intimate feeling of everything they talk about in page eighty four and like we just went over or page eighty five which is we cease fighting everything or anyone all that stuff is familiar to me floating above you know the the world of samskara and stuff like that you know in a bed of rose petals I haven't had that experience but I have had all of these so. To me, this book is the most intimate book, not just a manual for living or a design for living, but a description of what it was like and what it's like now. It's fucking awesome. It's really incredible. So, yeah. Anybody want to say, say anything or any questions? And uh, Yeah, just remember, in my own feeling, the biggest participant in these Zooms isn't us. It's that power that they call the higher power of the spiritual condition. That's what, that to me is the driving of the Zoom. Yeah, it's not Paul or Bill or Kurt, it's all of us. It's that, that loving presence is going to express itself throughout group conscience. I think it does so at these Zooms. Yeah, yeah, so thanks. Thanks, Paul. Anybody have any comments or any questions to ask Paul? You can raise your virtual hand and uh, participate. Now's your chance. Are we all cured? Great, these so days are getting easier and easier. I see a hand. Uh, it's Eligio. Can you unmute? Are, are you available, Eligio? Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. I, can you hear me now? Okay, yes. now, now we got you. A quick question. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the form to ask, but I, I've been wondering about this message of how it's 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 said here. Is, is it in a paradigm of Christianity or um, or or non-denomination? It could be uh, both. It matters how you read it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, the cover doesn't. Uh, give the meaning to the book. It's the reader that gives the meaning to the book. So if you you want to say it's uh, it's couched in Christian a Christian view, that may have been what it's presented. But how it's going to turn out for you is more based on you. Yeah. Yeah. You see it for what it is for you. Yeah. The higher 
power doesn't, uh, it's not like, uh, it's not the higher powers and sitting up at the podium with uh, decals of sponsors, yeah, Christianity and shit like that. It's just, yeah, it's a power. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, but the head, you, at, the head likes to look at things to sort of find uh, an exit clause. Yeah, it's fine. Just like that statement we read, uh, we will see that our new attitude. No, the head will not see that. <laughs> the head doesn't run to that observation. It wants to have something to do with everything. Yeah? It wants to have yeah. something to do with... Uh, it wants to have others to do with your calamities and problems, and then it wants to have you to do with all you're getting better. So, Yeah, so... We will see that our new attitude toward, look, toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. That basically sets the theme of the whole relationship of problem to solution in AA for me. Something is doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. Yes? So yeah. there's an admittance on our end that I can't do this. Yeah? The problem with me wasn't drinking, really. It was living sober a day at a time. I couldn't take it. Yeah. It was too much activity in my head. And it was got unbearable because I had a lot of belief in it. So I was being torn apart when it looked like nothing was happening. And so I had a huge itch that no one could see, seemingly, until I met other people in, re in recovery. And that itch had no sense, even to me. It, I just had an imperative to try to get out of my own skin. Yeah. Yeah, as best as I could. And it led me to realize things that I wasn't, you know, I'm not proud of, but the alcoholic of my type was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. Yeah. Now, if that uncomfortability was amplified as it used to be, I'd probably still be squirming and trying to get out of it, yeah? But something took away that radioactive isotope and now I have a basis of content and satisfaction and that old K-Paul station, even though it's still playing, the volume ain't up, yeah? The volume yeah. was, I didn't put the volume down. My trying to put the volume down increased the volume something put the volume down in my life and it made life uh, livable a day at a time to the point the greatest space i feel i am i'm in is abstinence yeah i just love it i love the sense of having no interest in getting out of here <laughs> because i was quite interested in getting out of my own skin since i've been like six years old yeah it failed miserably because uh, I was trying to escape from an, an imaginary, a truly imaginary condition, which is stated in the, one of the forwards, which is we are 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly, seemingly, which means to appear to be true or false to you, seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Yes, exactly. So what I thought my condition was in See, when I, when, I, uh, when I came around to look at what condition my condition was in, the condition that was looking at my condition was the real fucking problem. <laughs> I was 
sense of identification as this mental idea. So that condition was telling me what condition I was in, <laughs> which when it told me, it seemed like a hopeless condition of mind and body. So I might as well fucking try to get out of it at every minute. Yeah. So I'm not worried about the condition you're in. I'm worried about the condition that's telling you the condition you're in. <laughs> that's the underlying condition that we need relief from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I could care, you know, the person who brought me water could have been wearing a flaming magenta plaid shirt. I would have given a shit. I want, needed a water. <laughs> I needed a drink. Water. Yeah. I can yeah. get about, oh, you know, maybe you should I don't like people with plaid fucking shirts. Yeah, you may be able to have that opinion later, but not when you're dying of thirst. You better take the water. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't care if my solution was was from the 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 orthodox religion of clownism. Yeah, I would have went for it. I just wanted relief, man. And I was at my wit's end. Yeah. Mm. And the weird problem was I was at my wit's end for quite a while and something wasn't allowing me to know that. It wasn't. It kept giving me an idea that if I could only manage better, things would get better if I met a different person or got money, whatever. It was always putting hopeful bets on a, on a, on a rigged game. Yeah, I was done for. So I hope you're just done for, yeah? And, uh, yeah. and just admit that you're outmatched. That's fundamentally, and then, you know, Christian, not Christian, who cares? Yeah, seriously. Mm. I mean, I didn't, the person who was operating on me, I wasn't questioning their religious background. I wasn't, you know. I was in dire, after getting run over by the car, I didn't really have much to say about my physical condition. Uh, I'd like to get a resume of everyone who's going to be working on me today. <laughs> I was a patient. I wasn't in a fucking position to be asking for everything. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Are you a patient, bro? Are you outmatched concerning alcoholism? Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, I would say definitely. Uh, and what's one to do if I'm out, outmatched? Maybe open to be uh, shown some suggestions, yeah? Because obviously my way ain't working, yeah? So you're at that bridge, yeah? yeah. You want to leave the shit at the other side of the bridge and work to walk over the bridge? Or do you want to go through the long process of bringing all our cherished ideas with us and they're going to be, you know, guarded as you go? Yeah. As it says, the results is nil unless you let go of your old ideas. Yeah. What old ideas are showing up in your life right now? Mm -hmm. that yeah, was that a question? Hmm? I said, was that a rhetorical question? Or about certain things yeah i have plenty of them all right in this case you're dying of thirst and what may be keeping you from the water is an old idea hey it seems like it would be wise to let go of that old idea or admit you can't because you're the oldest idea and then maybe there'll be a letting go of that yeah 
Right, right. So uh, you're not at a point, and I'm not just talking about you, bro, but you people who are coming in here, you're not at the point of elective surgery. You're in the intensive care. Yeah. You need to get cleaned up. Something has you, and it's making a mess of your life. Yeah. And, uh, or not. Maybe it's fine. Most people I've met who come to AA, it wasn't like their third vacation choice, you know. They came because there was nowhere else to go, or light brought them there. And I saw that as a wonderful invitation that, all right, Paul, enough's enough now. Let's finish that little episode, though rather long in this life, and get on with fucking being available and present to yourself and others. Yeah. Maybe you got that call, and here you are. Yeah. And everyone here welcomes every one of us, because we wouldn't wish the shit that happened on us to on anyone else. Who wants to fucking, you know be enslaved to a mental idea that doesn't have your own best interest in heart. It doesn't. It has its own agenda that overrides yours completely, really. And a parasite doesn't give a shit about you. It doesn't. It's not going to become your your faithful, you know, companion. It's just going to eat you. <laughs> That's what it wants. You know, and it'd rather have you not move. It wants you to be docile. So it has a great strategy, which is it convinces us that it's us. So we're listening to its point of view and taking it to be our point of view, which is leading us to do some insane shit. Because we're reacting mostly to what's not happening. And a magician is using what's not happening to lead us to fuck it. And then something actually does happen, we drink and use. And there we go again. We go back into the cycle of resisting the, the re rehabilitation or the rehab, but we have to go to the rehab because we have nowhere else to go. The girlfriend who I was trying to fake out to let me stay there picked up my little scam. I'm out in the street. My mother won't answer my call. I have nowhere else to go. Fucking, I got to go back to the rehab. Yeah. And what happens in the rehab? You don't let anyone diagnose you. You take your own diagnosis. I can't wait to get out of this rehab. Yeah, I know every more than anyone else. I'm unique and special, and no one understands how I feel. Well, you know, they do, because they've seen tons of us. <laughs> they do. They, know, they recognize us as soon as we walk in the room. <laughs> I think I'm Paul. They see me as an alcoholic. Which one's closer to the truth? Their view, for sure. <laughs> Their view is much closer to the truth than mine so yeah 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 thanks for letting me riff but thank you and uh, like you like you said the other day i'm still waiting king baby's still waiting for his new set of diapers yes yeah well you don't have to you're gonna outgrow them so yeah <laughs> thank you Paul. you're gonna outgrow them this is what happens bro uh, yeah yeah you know, if you've been around recovery, you've heard it all. You've heard every fucking parasitical strategy to try to sort of, you know, delay the day of reckoning. Oh, it's about God or it's a fuck. It's a Jewish Judeo Christian thing or whatever, you know, <laughs> shit, yeah, you can we can all find fault in tons of shit. Yeah. But uh 
when push comes to shove, we need help. Yeah, we're outmatched. Left to our own devices, we're going to enter some of those realms that are captured by the statement. Only really addicts and alcoholics can really, really describe, which is that pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, where you thought it was going to change again, and it didn't. I had it happen after two years in a program. I got hopeful again. I did. I got hopeful. I was thriving there. Went to college. I Things that I wanted to do that never took off were taking off. I tried, got a job and everything, and then it just was a matter of weeks left to my own devices and not having a, a safe space. I got, I got loaded again. And then the same shit happened, but so much worse because I felt, you know, I almost felt like I had coming out, came out of the hole. So falling back into the hole was worse than just staying in the hole. Yeah, because I felt like, you know, things, yeah, that period of being the addict, though rather long, was over. And I was going to be, you know, Dr. Jekyll instead of Mr. Hyde. But Mr. Hyde won out. Yeah. And then I finally, something in life realized I'm not going to get it. So it just intervened and I got struck sober, really. I didn't get it by getting run over. I didn't get it by getting shot at. I didn't get it by two years and three months in programs, year in hospital beds. I didn't get it. I wasn't getting it. So life decided after a 10-month run to put an end to it. And I got struck sober. Now it's been 33 years. Yeah. It wasn't looking good, I'm telling you. <laughs> the day I got struck or sober, you wouldn't, I basically probably had not, a, there wasn't even a, like a 0, 0. 0.2 uh, sense of hope anymore. I was just getting loaded to, to keep myself from the recognition of how fucked I was, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I'm just really, I'm just as an objective observer to see what happened to this action figure over time is just monumentally mind boggling. So who am I to doubt that? I just have, I'm completely convinced that there's something that can do for us what we can't do for ourselves because I'm a, I'm a prime example of it. Yeah. Many of us are. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyone else? Anyone? Yes. Tanya has her hand up. Uh, let me get her Oh, there you go, Tanya. I unmuted myself. Hi, Paul. How are you? Good, Tanya. Well, um, I just I just wanted to report, like, report in. Um, I remember when I walked through the doors of AA, you know, some 10 years ago, and my head was low, my heart was heavy, I was ashamed, there was so much guilt. I felt like a failure at life. I felt like the worst mother. 
I was just, I felt like scum of the earth is what I felt like. And I remember that that shame I felt and I walked in there and I met my sponsor immediately. Like she came to me and was like, welcome honey. And made me feel so welcome. Everybody just surrounded themselves around me and embraced me. And I, I never looked back and I was just surrounded by love, like so much love. And I had been isolated in my house for like two years, just drinking and basically taking pills at this point and drinking, but I wasn't drinking so much because I was taking care of my pops. So uh, I didn't want him to smell alcohol in my breath. So um, I was so jacked up. Life was so jacked up. I, I really felt that I had, I was in hell. I wasn't, I didn't know how to get out. And I was spinning my wheels and I walked to the doors of AA and I was just greeted with so much love and compassion. And that compassion healed me, like it healed me. And I, it was so powerful for me that, and I feel that this group does the same thing for me. I've met amazing people. And just when I think it couldn't get better, it freaking gets better. And I've noticed that for me, AA is a way of life, but it's taken me beyond like what I could have, I could have never fathomed what was going to happen to me because it was beyond my freaking mind. And forgive me if I forget what I'm talking about, because my memory is so bad these days. Um, but I feel like uh, I think a product of coming here has made my mind really bad. <laughs> I can't remember shit. <laughs> so, um, but I do know uh, I, I, I had this anxiety before I came to this group. And um, that anxiety is, is, is gone. Um, and, and I, you know, here, I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on. I just know that there's changes in my life. A lot of changes. Like I, two weeks ago, I got a, somebody bought my groceries at the grocery store and it was $140 just because I was playing with her kids in the aisles, you know, it's like, and then yesterday I get a $5 gift certificate. It was like, I, it's just happening left and right. I have, it's like, I have a, uh, animals coming <laughs> I had a cat come up to me this morning uh, like kids will like wave at me it's like I feel so much love from my environment it's like almost so it makes me emotional because it's like I've always had that love in my heart and I was always giving it but now I feel like I'm getting it back well I think I always was getting it back I just I wasn't in a receiving mode, I guess, like I am now. And um, I, I, I can't explain it because I didn't do it. I didn't, I'm not responsible for feeling the way I feel right now. Um, oh, the one thing that I'm feeling is like, I don't feel like, <laughs> I know this is gonna sound so weird, 
but I'm just shooting it straight from a freaking heart. Like, I don't feel like what I am, what I really am as a man or a woman. What I feel like is just like I'm pure, like essence, like uh, I don't have a freaking word for it. I just feel empowered. And like, I say what I want when I want to say it. And it always comes from my heart so people don't take it the wrong way. And if they do, I apologize immediately or I'm just open. I'm just freaking open. And I have this group to thank for it. I just, I wanted to report in because whoever's here, maybe who's here for the first time or something, just, just as they say in AA, keep coming back because you're freaking hard to open up. And just like Paul says, like the beginning of AA it's just the beginning because there's just there's a there's there's so much more that is so amazing that you can experience here in this plane like and it can be full of love and compassion and kind and you can give it and it can come back to you and and you just feel it and it and it um i'm i'm just this 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 action figures change so much like i don't i laugh when people get are frustrated and and they're taking it out on me. I can't even take it serious anymore. Like I don't. That was not happening before it came here. Uh, I don't know how it's happening. Like I said, because I'm not responsible for it. And like you said, you can't try to be humble. Humility comes through you, right? Because it's not. I can't take credit for it. I just know that something very healing happens in this group, and I was drawn to come to this group. And I'm so freaking grateful. And I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for Nina. I'm grateful for, for Mike. I'm grateful for you, Paul. I'm grateful for everybody here. It's just, and now we're having these, you know, talks on Sunday. And I just, I just love it. And, you know, I just, I'm just grateful. I just wanted to share that. So I hope everybody has a good day. Well, thank you, Sister Tanya. Now we'll hear from the gospel choir, uh, Amazing Grace. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's nice to see, uh, see what's happening to people. It's great. Yeah. The power of doing nothing in a way. It's awesome. Just sitting with the truth, see what what shakes out, what doesn't. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks, honey. Thank you. Thanks, Anyone? Paul. Thanks, Tanya. Oliver has his hand up. Oh, That's... Oliver. Hello. Hello, Hi, Oliver. everyone. Hi, Paul. Hope you can hear me well. If not, please tell me. Uh, I can hear you, yeah. but not great, but good. Yeah. I'm going to speak a bit louder. So uh, the other day I had a, uh, I'm not going to state it was an experience. That's a bit of an overstatement. So I had a coffee break at work and I just sat in the car. Well, and uh, kind of watched people and uh, noticed that uh, I sort of comment on people, but you know, without words uh, that, that were passing by. So a person passes by and I feel 
something like, I don't know, compassion. The other person passes by, I feel something like uh, I'm amused. Uh, the third person uh, passes by, I feel a bit embarrassed or whatever. So, um, uh, which made me think about uh, that we sort of, uh, each, each and every one of us has some sort of a filter that we filter uh, the things that are, we are seeing around us and maybe experiencing around us. Uh, uh, and th that all sort of uh, passes through each and every one of our filters. And every filter is, uh, I guess, a little bit specific, right? And uh, I kind of liked what I, what I was kind of experiencing and uh, seeing and uh, kind of the awareness of my own filter, I, I kind of felt I liked my filter, right? And, uh, but at the same time, there was something said about it because I had a feeling that I was sort of mistaking uh, uh, my filter being specific uh, to, you know, mistaking for something authentic, you know, which is probably not the same thing, you know? Uh, what do you think about it? Uh, are we making a mistake uh, uh, by, you know, mixing the something that's specific uh, with something that's like authentic? Where, uh, how does this filter even, uh, you know, um, uh, is it is it a consequence of our life experience? Is it there? Is or is it uh, something that you know belongs to innermost self? Uh, is it uh, authentic or you know is it just specific because uh, our life experiences with each one was uh, is it specific uh, i guess that's my question you know how's your experience on that or do you have any well yeah you could say maybe they're both at one at one point it's authentic and then the other point it's obviously conditionally specific yeah, because uh, our our experience and, and interpretation of it is not ours, but the, ex the experience and the interpretation of it is programmed, yeah? It's manufactured. So the light is the, the authenticity, and then the light goes through the kaleidoscopic programming, and then it appears to be something else, yeah? It's still of light, but in the appearance, it's not light. That's, but it's of light. So, yeah, I would feel that way. Yeah, so, I find recognizing the programming as, first of all, not volitional. It's not volitionally driven. It's mechanical. Yeah? So, you're not doing it. That sense of not being the doer of it allows you to have some humor. Yeah, instead of taking it so seriously, yeah, or trying to deny it or avoid it seriously, you recognize what you used to think was a big fault of yours, uh, which didn't lead to any action. You see comedy out of it. It's humorous, yes, because uh, underlying it all, there's only light, let's say, and then light going through this little kaleidoscopic event called Paul sees itself as other things and shit. And then 
triggers a lot of mental minutiae, like opinions and biases and either a desire to move towards or an aversion and wanting to move away, yeah? Desire of wanting or not wanting and all this. So you recognize the point is all of that when is when is seen the mental state uses it to emphasize that's you yeah that's you and you shouldn't be like that or whatever if you if you see the the idea of you as not you or start entertaining it your attitude towards the programming and how you see people will change dramatically yes yeah because to me it turned into instead of like CNN news flashes every second. It was Comedy Central. Yeah, it became. Uh, I make up a lot of skits and and satires in my head, which my girlfriend gets tired of. But uh, basically, I'm in a running skit all day. It's just everything I see causes some a humorous skit, sort of like. Maybe you live the day experiencing stuff, and then you're a writer at Saturday Night Live, so you write up skits, but this is much quicker. It just happens while you're experiencing stuff. <laughs> I find it's, it keeps me laughing, which is good. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, there is this, and there is that, and yeah. But every the, the, this is always coming from the, that light is all there is yeah yeah so yeah i guess so. i guess what made me a bit concerned about all that is uh, that i you know uh, I, I guess i started to wonder which is finite and which is infinite you know and that i have to you know at some point uh yeah. question who is it that's is is the thinker of that stuff yeah just see is is there an oliver that's so interested in that you'll find you it's you know the oliver is just trying to gain interest by saying it's interested in that yeah so you see that yeah 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 uh that definitely is you know uh but uh, i guess i'm uh, being confused here because uh i sort of felt uh, said like i'm going to have to say goodbye to that you know to that way uh, that i'm experiencing things uh, to that part of my personality someday i'm gonna have to say goodbye yeah. maybe to when you that i actually like yeah i don't think that's so uh maybe when you pass away definitely but uh, i see things quite a lot like i used to see things through this little telescope yeah it's uh, how I, it's uh, what it all means is completely different. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have weird stuff. I still have weird stuff. I'll see someone in, afar that I know and I just avoid meeting them. <laughs> I do that to this day. I see so I saw someone yesterday from the past. I said, nah, I don't want to see them. And I just drove by. <laughs> I don't think it's, you know, what? That's terrible. I don't see it that way. It's just, it's just, uh, there's a lot of quirkiness, you know, 
<laughs> it's not yours, thank God, so it's sort of funny. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. I used to see people and then walk on the other side of the street. I just don't want to meet anybody <laughs> at times. <laughs> you know, well, that was like, that before was because I owed the money and shit. Yeah, now it's just, it's just, do I really want to stop? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, so who knows? I'm not always like that, but it's there. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and then people like want to call me for advice or something. And I really just say a lot of cases, the best of Paul Hedeman is on the Zooms, you know, on the, on the videos, watch the videos. Yeah. The best that's going to come out of Paul Hedeman is usually then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Right. Thank you. Oliver, I found that I be I seem to be allowed to be more of an individual when I am not an individual. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you, yeah. Yeah. A lot of shit that would have been under review is just it's just those those branches of Paul have their little office and they do their little thing. Yeah. <laughs> they report in every year to the main branch and whatever. <laughs> yeah. I've lost interest in a lot of the pondering questions of, you know, this or that. I just like the idea of, of not knowing to me is a very valuable understanding. And you know, just walk through the day, see what happens. Yeah. 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 Well, to me, it's more like a sim uh, more similar to a question of, uh, you know, realizing how finite our bodies are, for instance, and that we are, you know, it's going to, you know, well, yeah. one day. Yeah. Yes. So uh, there's, uh, I guess there was some sort of a melancholy feeling, uh, you know, regarding to that, uh, you know, uh, regarding to that knowledge, you know. Well, you know what happens, Oliver, too, as a diagram? There's a realization of the finiteness, and then the mental state claims to be the one who had that realization, and it tries to piggyback on that claiming and do something with it, yes? So the right. is usually coming from the sense of this feeling of being the finite being and realizing its finiteness, yeah? And then there's a claiming of that, Yes, and then it runs somewhere else. You gotta watch that. There's, uh, there's an Oliver, and then there's an Oliver. Yeah, yeah. The second Oliver is always pretending to be the only Oliver, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna lose a lot of Oliver by that Oliver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So just watch. There's a clear seeing of a lot of things, and then there's a claiming of that seeing, and then it becomes unclear. Yeah, because of the claiming. Yeah. As soon as the message claims something, it neuters it neuters it in a way because it doesn't 
when it when it claims the seeing, it's there's not an admittance that I'm the seeing. It claims it and implies the seer, you see. It would be awesome if it was that surrender point where finally the whole mental activity came to the conclusion of the seeing as being all there is and then just had a humble surrender there. But no, it just mechanically claims the seeing, no matter how beautiful the seeing is, and says there was a seer of it, yeah? And then the story goes in a whole different direction once that claiming occurs, yeah? And it's all interpretive, and we get stuck with a narrative, and we lose the sense of living, yeah? Yes. It's just, a, it's like a heist every second. Yeah, every second there's a heist going on. If you see it, it won't produce its effects. If you're not aware of it, it will produce effects. Yeah? But it's going to go on. It's a mechanical act. Yeah? It's not volitional. If I can't get anything through these talks, you're not doing it. You're not keeping the light from yourself. Yes? You're not the fucking obstacle. I do not believe the view of AA of you're the, you manufacture your own misery. I do not believe that. Yeah? I do not believe you're the cause of all your problems. I don't believe that. I think there's something in us, yeah, that does that as us, but is not us, yeah? This is the whole point of these Zooms, basically, is to point out there's a foreign activity that's being claimed to be domestic, yeah? It has its own agenda, and its agenda isn't to support the hope, you know, the, the wholeness and the balance and the happiness of your life, it's meant to be concentrated on it and usually ends up being right and alone, basically. Yeah. So, that's the real point. And I would, whatever comes after that is your own seeming uh, individual expression, your unique expression. But that is commonly shared. There's a mental claiming of what is called Kaiser's life. And there's a story of Kaiser that wants to replace, replace the living. Yeah? It wants an interpretation to dominate the living. So that Kaiser gets irritable, restless, and discontent. The Kaiser that you're not. And then does shit to make things better or to get relief. And it produces the exact opposite. Yeah. It produces the exact opposite. And after a while, we lose any sense of the prior and we live as and from Kaiser or as and from Paul. Yeah. All the while, what we're looking for is truly that which is looking. Yeah. That spirit. That is us. Yeah. That's what we're looking for in everything we look for, is that sense that the Spirit can bring, yeah? Yeah. So, this is the whole point, well, I always say that about a lot of points, but this is one of the major points right now that I'm feeling why the zo we have the Zooms, is the, 
is to point out this mental activity that replaces us with an idea of us, yeah? And then the rest of the interpretation is there to reinforce the idea of us it has presented, yeah? That's the bondage of self. The bondage of self is what we are taking itself to be something we're not, yes? It's easily cleared up because you're not that, yeah? Could you imagine if you were something that's only doing and having and then it tried to, to be, yeah? Being is a natural state. It doesn't demonstrate any thought and effort being itself. We are being that spirit. We, that's what we are. We are of that. We are, we're in an interpretation of spirit as things, individual, separate, long-lasting things. Yeah? We're in that interpretation, we're listening to it, some of us with great devotion, and it's producing effects from our juice. Yeah? Everything has been given meaning from us. Yeah? And we're a powerful concoction, man. I've seen people and I've suffered through exquisite suffering that was really sewn and knitted by what's not happening. It just went over fucking un unbelievable, unbearable uh, mental anguish when I wasn't physically hurt or anything, just tearing me apart upside in the head. Yeah. That power we are is better directed by something other than the mental state. Yeah. And that's the, that's the, that's the, perhaps the better way of recovery, trusting something infinite rather than finite self. There you go. So basically, obviously, we're starting in a deep trust in finite self. And the better way is trust in the infinite. So, with you, without you knowing it or whatnot, he already basically tells us our basic condition as active addicts and alcoholics. There's a huge trust in finite self, yes? And the better way would be a trusting in the infinite. Now, the, the specifics are very important. There's got to be an admittance that I, as the finite self, cannot trust the infinite. It would be more trusting the finite self, yes? I've got to see that which is playing God can't stop playing God. Yeah? So that I see it's not me, yeah? And then that real God starts having an inf whatever you want to call it. That real power starts having an immediate effect now. Not a hopeful yearning for a future condition, but you have an ease and comfort now. Yeah, And now the better way has been set, and you're in the habit of going the better way, which is what? Trusting the infinite rather than the finite self. Yes? What was the previous condition? Trusting the finite self even when you were talking about trusting the infinite. Yeah? It was still more trusting the finite self. That's not the better way. The better way is clear, yeah? 
trusting in the infinite, not the finite self. That's the clear clarity. It's not like through trusting the finite self's great trust in the infinite, I will be trusting the infinite. No, you'll be trusting the finite self. That's what happens. Yeah? If you take a two-year course of how to lose interest in self as self, that's obsession with self. Even though the course says losing interest in self, the course is being used to gain interest in self. Yeah? This is the bondage of self. The bondage of self can appear to be pursuing the freedom from self. That can be a bondage. Yes? Self can't get out of self. Yeah. Everyone in the world will say, you look like a free self, you have a loving gaze, you speak in a monotone, you take deep breaths, you gaze, all this. But hey, if there's an, uh, if the act of being identified as the one who has the gaze, the one who's taking the deep breaths, that's the bondage of self. That's the basis. That's the antithesis of the better way, which is trusting the infinite. Yeah. As it's described around the third step, we're going to lose interest in self. There you go. That's the whole point. Losing interest in self. Self can't do it. <laughs> self wanting to lose interest in self is a lot of self-interest. Yeah. So maybe become clear what's self and what's us. Please. Yeah. Too loud on you? Yes? Become clear so we stop calling us self. Yeah? Let's get a sense. There's us. I'm in that fucking group, I hope. And then there's self. I seem to live under that group before. Yeah? And I have a new employer. And the only great quality of the new employer, it's not the old employer. (laughs) That's its main quality. It's, it's not the, it wasn't, it wasn't hired by the old employer, <laughs> which would be the same old boss like the Who song. The new boss is like just the same old boss, yeah? No, there's a distinct old employer, now I, which I'm not working for anymore, and the new employer, which I'm being directed by now. That's the clarity of perhaps there's a better way. Yeah. You should be able to recognize it in your own life in a, in a while. When the fog of fucking self-war lifts, you'll be able to recognize, hey, when you're on what way, yes? Yeah. Yeah. The, well, let's say you're on, the, perhaps there's a better way. The better way doesn't lend, to, lend itself to secrecy. You're usually willing to tell someone what you're thinking of doing. The old trusting the, the finite self, you get a call after the person followed his, her great idea. They don't call you before because they know the great idea sucks. They wait to do the great idea, the shit hits the fan, then they call you. Yeah? That's not trusting the infinite. That's an event where there was trusting the finite self and you got the consequences. Yeah? How can we not see the learning of it all? It's right there in front of us. Remember when there would be signs you weren't doing the right thing, like getting run over twice by a car? And you would think you would have seen, you know, maybe I should take stock of my life, yeah? Not do the same old, same old that got me run over by the car. 
But no, I had no ability to learn from my own mistakes, from other mistakes, forget it. Yeah? I was totally oblivious. I wasn't learning anything from life until it whacked me. And then I learned a lot. Yeah? Have you been whacked lately? Maybe it's attempting to tell you, hey, perhaps there's a better way. I don't like to do this, but whack, you know, because some of us need it. Some of us need it. They do. I had someone go off on me for months, and then they got engaged. They text a person they weren't supposed to text. They ended up in jail. And they, they call me after the shit all the time. But why didn't they call me before the shit? Why didn't you call me while you were thinking about sending that text? Yeah, there you go. What was that? I don't want to talk about everything else. Let's talk about what was that. That was a, that was a demonstration of powerlessness, yes? Something overrode you. Knew clear enough what it was, so it didn't want to share it with anybody. And you did something that you knew wasn't going to work, and it brought you to jail. Yeah, there you go. Cut out all the other talking. Just see that. Yeah. What does that demonstrate? Something took me over. Yes. Yeah. So what? If someone took you over against your own will, you're in a state of powerlessness, yes? Hallelujah. That's where the better way lies. Yeah. Yeah. So... This whole point is there's living and then the living is claimed and an interpretation goes with it. That interpretation can be incredibly fun if, you, if it's not taken seriously. It is. It's humorous. I remember that one of the first Woody Allen movies I ever saw, he was sitting at a bench in New York City and every person he came by, he was with someone, he would riff on what he thought that person was. Yeah. I mean, it was comedic gold. It was beautiful. Yeah, you don't want that to be gone. You know, I can't, none of that can occur. It was hilarious. He wasn't taking it seriously. Yeah? This isn't about sacrifice or a dried up fucking life, man. It's about freedom, really. And freedom isn't just to do what you want. The freedom is to do what you don't want. Yeah? I don't want to do a lot of stuff. Maybe I don't want to stay on this Zoom. But I probably will. Yeah? To me, that's the freedom. Freedom can go both ways. It's I don't, I'm free to do what I want. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a slavery right there. <laughs> I'm only free to do what I want. Well... That isn't freedom. So, all right. Thank you. Who else is here? Thank you. Thanks, Paul. I don't see any other hands. Well, that's Are great. you ready to say your hellos? Yes. Hello, goodbye. Yes. Yes, I am. All right. Let's start with, hold on. Oh, let's start with, uh, we got Tommy. Tommy always looks exactly the same. He's a little, he's got a little whiter Then we got Paul. Now that's, he's stable. Tommy's very stable. He's got the same, 
fills up the whole square. Uh, we got Paul. Nice to see you, Paul. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Wonderful tonight. We got Mike, as always. Uh, Gabe. Nice to see you, Gabe. Cooking away, day at a time. Hallelujah. Yeah. Recovery is such a wonderful fucking thing, man. I mean, what... A thing must be great if it initiates wonder and awe, you know, and gratitude. Awesome. Blows my mind. Connor, nice to see you there. Connor, yes. The selfing is not volitional. There is no you that's doing the selfing. There is no one doing it. Uh, no involved with selfing. Selfing is a mechanical activity. Yes to provide something that may seem to be more secure, a stale interpretation than the adventure of living life a moment at a time. Yes? It's not us. There's no you doing it. Thank God. The you is produced by the you, the you that's produced by selfing is never doing anything. Yeah. All right. So, Roman, nice to see you, Roman. Rose, our, uh, she's in Wichita holding the fort. Very nice to see you, Ruby. But uh, I think it's Walter. Walter's there. He's given up the name. He just has numbers now. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. I'm gonna I'm gonna shorten your name and just call you Nine. Nine. Yeah. Beautiful. Good. <laughs> We got Mickey, oh, Mickey, the, the matriarch of Madeira. Yes, she's running the whole show without us knowing it. It's going pretty well. I think. Yeah. I think I'll let her. Owen, nice to see you, Owen. Yes. I want some verifiable uh, results of a test if you're 100% Irish. Yeah, I want to check that out. <laughs> here there, but hey. Uh, all right, we got Kristen. Nice to see you, honey. Thanks for dropping in. Always a pleasure to see you. Great today, thank you. We got Alex, as always. She's the greeter. Yes, she's the greeter of the Zoom. The easiest job. Yes, nice to see you, honey. We got Stefan on having never left. Always a pleasure. Oh, Rob Farr. Nice to see you again, Rob. Yeah. We got Kurt. He's the uh, little. He's the Don of Redondo Beach. There, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. The fam, the Redondo Beach family. Yes. Just doing minor crime, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. Then you can go on your little ski retreats and shit, whitewater rafting, robbing a couple of things. It's all right. We got, uh, new, we got Art from New Mexico. Nice to see you, Art. We got Terry from Maine. Always a pleasure. Looking stunning as always. There she is. We got, uh, let's see, uh, PK. PK from New York, my homeboy. Nice to see you, PK. It's sort of like an addict and alcohol. You know, people that aren't addicted or alcoholics don't, don't understand. Well, if you're not from Long Island, you can't really understand Long Island. 
You have to be as an old like a tomato made in Italy. You got to cook in it and live in it. <laughs> oh, Long Island. We Thank got Rich. Rich A. Nice to see you, Rich. And wherever you are, well, yeah. Uh, she'll be back. We got Kaiser. Kaiser, are you in Minnesota right now? Yeah, I'm hanging out in Minnesota, Paul. Right. right. Spring has. Oh, Nice there, eh? A little hot. Yeah, it's it's starting to cool down. Starting oh, okay. good. We got Tanya with her lovely. I think it's uh, her daughter. Yes. What's your daughter? Do- what's your name, honey? Yeah. Say it. Naya. 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 Yeah. I, see them. <laughs> I should probably wear them myself, but I'm putting it off. Yeah. Oh, Naya, very beautiful, Naya. Take care of your mom, Naya, eh? Uh, thank you. We got Jacob from Seattle. Nice to see you, Jacob. Jacob sent some really beautiful art. I haven't done anything. I hope Mike put it up, but uh, yeah, it's Bondage of Self is pretty nice. Yeah? Oh, we got Jason dropped in from San Diego. Nice to see you, Dropping Jacob. in with you. Good to be back. Always good to see you and you as well. Enjoy your mind, yes. Leah, nice to see you there. Yeah, Leah is inside, but she seems to be ready for the cold. Uh, where do you? Where are you living? Are you in the tundra? I'm in the Netherlands. Oh, the Netherlands! Wow, but not in Amsterdam. Delft. Where? Delft. Delft. Oh, Guelph. Delft. It's near Rotterdam. That's where, oh, oh. that's where Vermeer's from. Oh, yeah. oh, cool. So it's usually cold there a little bit? Freezing. Yeah, it's uh, been freezing this summer. Wow. Oh. Yeah. 